Influencing popular culture, politics, and everything in between. The local station takes you ringside as we discuss the crazy world that is professional wrestling. This is Going Ringside with The Local Station. Hey there, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Going Ringside. I'm Scott Johnson. So glad you could be with us to discuss this world that is pro wrestling. And it has been somewhat of a chaotic last few weeks. If you've been following, you well know. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you about last episode, episode 30. It had a great response to that. If you want to go back and look at it in the archives right now, with we, we had a long conversation with AA Arn Anderson. Uh, and we talked to him about everything from the four horsemen to MJF and everything going on in AEW where he's at right now and all the time in between from his time in WWE as both backstage and then when he was there with Tully Blanchard in the late 80s. So just a lot of good stuff. Arn was a great interview. Um, if you ever listen to Arn, he's got his podcast that he does too. You know he's a great talker. He's been one of the great talkers in the industry for decades. And... We were so glad to sit down and talk to AA about everything going on in the industry right now with him that he's been involved with. And one thing that I really want to talk to him about, you want to go back and listen, is what he talks about comparing Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF, to Ric Flair. Is there a comparison between arguably the greatest heel in the world right now and arguably the greatest heel of all time? You'll want to hear what AA has to say. He knows both of them extremely well. Also, I want to uh, remind you, if you haven't given us a follow yet, it at Going Ringside on both TikTok and Instagram, we are putting a lot of exclusive content there every day. Go there, give us a follow at TikTok and Instagram, stuff that's going on day-to-day -day in the wrestling world, a lot of exclusive content you won't see anywhere else. Give us a follow there. Um, today, we need to talk about what has been going on in the industry uh, for the last few weeks with WWE. So, prior to the merger, which was a couple weeks ago, which I think was September 11th is when it was executed in the New York Stock Exchange, and Vince McMahon and Ari Emanuel, Dana White, and Triple H were all down there to officially form the new TKO Holdings which is the merger between WWE and Endeavor, which is UFC, are now one company. As we've reported here at Going Ringside, you can listen to a lot of our breakdown of this in our old episodes. Um, Ari Emanuel and Endeavor hold the majority share. They technically run the company. They have 51% of the voting shares. Vince McMahon is now a minority shareholder. He is no longer the ultimate man in charge of WWE has 49% of the shares. That being said, it doesn't mean that Vince isn't in charge of WWE. The, the board has essentially placed Vince as the guy who runs WWE. So for all intents and purposes, he still runs the company. But he does have a guy to answer to, an Ari Emanuel and the uh, Endeavor side of things. And if push ever came to shove and there needed to be a tough decision, Vince would be the minority guy he's not going to win on a vote but for now vince is running things and there's been a lot of talk about vince talking to the talent backstage um the day of the merger and you know a lot of frustration and that's not a surprise because this is a groundbreaking shift in this company um they went from an uh, a publicly traded company that did have a board of directors but mcmahon was still in control as he's been in control for 40 years 
Finally, that has changed. And we knew, with, like with any major corporate merger, there is going to be a lot of growing pains and changes that some people might not like, some people may not totally understand because they're not working on the internal, um, the internals of this company. And one thing we learned in the weeks leading up to the merger that there was a lot of talk that there were going to be layoffs at WWE. We didn't know who it would be. We didn't know if it would be backstage. We didn't know if it would be on-camera talent. But we knew there would be layoffs. Um, and the day of the merger, the day after the merger, we didn't really hear anything. But then, in what people are calling Black Thursday, this past Thursday, the news drops that there are major, major talent cuts, major roster cuts. They cut a lot of talent. Many people you probably hadn't heard of, I hadn't heard of a lot of them. Some were ones who had just been training the Entertainment Center down in Orlando, a few NXTers. But there were some high-profile names. And let's put this up on the screen right now. We've got a graphic of some of the bigger names who WWE cut uh, on Thursday and then one big name the next day on Friday. The biggest name probably Dolph Ziggler. Dolph has been a fixture with the company for almost two decades, coming in with, uh, I think, the Spirit Squad back in the day. And he's been around, he's, been, he's held titles, he's been a strong mid-carter for all this time. Elias, Mustafa Ali, another longtime name, Shelton Benjamin. Shelton on a second run with the company, um, he was obviously a big name and has been for many years. Top Dalla, Riddick Moss, some other big names. But the other one that everyone was kind of wondering about is the last name on our list, and that's Matt Riddle. He was let go the next day. Now, Matt Riddle has been involved in some stuff off camera in his personal life that has got some headlines that WWE and UFC and TKO now did not want to deal with. Matt Riddle was involved in, and it's ongoing right now, some allegations he made about an airport in New York that he was sexually assaulted by some sort of police officer there that spawned a full-on investigation. There's debate on what's behind that and what's, what's an allegation, what's true, what's not, and they will come to, they will get to the bottom of that. But you have to believe that WWE, particularly in its new status as part of TKO, maybe didn't want to deal with that. Um, they didn't want to deal with that drama, that uh, personal drama that Riddle was bringing to the table. And he was let go. We don't know if that's why. We don't know if it was just part of the cuts and Riddle was one of the ones who was going to be let go. But it was interesting that they did all these cuts on Thursday, but Riddle was really cut individually on Friday, which, which I noted. Um, but so that's happening. You have all the major cuts. That was kind of expected. But one other thing that's been talked about, the LA Times has been writing about it, Axios, other mainstream outlets, not wrestling publications, mainstream publications, and we talked about it at Going Ringside TikTok, and that's the future of Vince McMahon. We covered it in a previous episode that McMahon, in July, had a federal subpoena and federal search warrant served on him. Um, and we didn't really know about it until about a month later when the Securities and Exchange Commission, WWE, when it was going into this merger, had to do some public filings with the federal government. And we learned in that filing that Vince had been served with that subpoena and search warrant.
We don't really know why. We don't know the nature of it. But I've talked to some lawyers, and we did on an earlier episode, who says that doesn't necessarily, Vince McMahon has not faced any criminal charges, but it doesn't mean that he won't in the future because we don't know the nature of what is in the search warrant, what is in the subpoena that a grand jury handed down. It's something we're going to have to watch. But there was a lot of talk in the press that they may be paving the way for Vince to exit the company. We don't know if he will, but there have been some moves, and a lot of people are starting to speculate. Could Vince McMahon's days be numbered with WWE? A lot of people are wondering if that's going to be happening now. It's something we're going to be watching. But I wanted to bring in a guy who knows a lot about corporate restructuring. Uh, and we've had him on the show, Ron Heyman. He, he worked a lot in capital management. He, he, do, he teaches finance right now at a university here in Florida. And I wanted to bring him in, and I, and I texted him, and I'm like, tell me about this McMahon thing. Are you surprised by the McMahon thing or the firings? Well, on the firings or the, or the you know, cutting of talent, he says, I'm not surprised at all. He says that is very common after major corporate mergers that you have a restructuring people lose their jobs. And the McMahon thing, he said, you don't, I mean, we don't know what's all in this federal subpoena. We don't all know what uh, McMahon is dealing with with respect to the federal government, so there's debate on what will happen events. But I want to sit down with Ron and talk to him about, just kind of unpack what has gone on here from a business end for WWE merging with uh, UFC to learn what's the future look like. I mean, these talent layoffs are a big deal. The future of Vince McMahon may be an even bigger deal. Um, so I wanted to get his opinion on that. And, and notice, while we have seen, you know, cuts, we've also seen a lot of people show up. Cena, The Rock, there's even talk of Dave Batista being interested in coming back. At the same time, there's a writer strike in Hollywood. All those guys are pretty big in Hollywood. So maybe they have time on their hands, but we're monitoring that. But I want to talk to Ron about particularly the talent cuts and the future of Vince McMahon because he knows a lot about corporate restructuring at a major level, kind of like what we're seeing here. So here's our interview with this professor here in Florida, deals with a lot of finance, deals with a lot of capital management in his history. Here's our interview with uh, University of North Florida professor Ron Heyman. Well, we're joined again by Ron Heyman. He's a financial planning expert and has a big background in capital management. He's right now at the University of North Florida. Ron, thanks for joining us today. Scott, good to see you again. Glad to be here. So, Ron, we heard for months going into this merger with UFC that WWE may do a lot of layoffs, and now that has come to fruition. What do you take away from that? In major mergers like these, is that a normal protocol? Well, it, it is, Scott, uh, but not in the way that has manifested itself this week, right? Normally, when you have a merger, two companies coming together, a lot of the support staff, the back office, there's redundant positions maybe in, in you know, the accounting department or the HR department or, or some of the support areas. Um, but I was very surprised to see the on-air uh, talent, right, Ziggler, in, in such being uh, let go uh, and in such a dramatic fashion. And, and really, you know, some of the top billing kind of performers, you know, wrestlers. So uh, it is a little bit surprising. And there must be some rationale for it. Would it be something where they come in and the UFC and the WWE side, you know, come together and 
you know, we got to pare this thing down for whatever money reason? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it always boils down to money. Um, and, and in reflection upon the why, I'm sure that somebody behind the scenes uh, took a look at, at revenue that's coming in, whether it's clicks, views, sales of merchandise, uh, or the potential for future revenue. You know, and and one thing that I'll point out is, you know, their media rights deals are changing. Uh, we just learned SmackDown is going to USA. You know, I mean, there's just a lot of major moving parts, top level moving parts in this company right now. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, it, it's a radical repositioning of the company. Um, and I, you can bet that somebody is taking a look at the data, right? They're doing some data analytics and saying, what's the potential? Or, or if we remove a few of these pieces, you know, whether it's on air talent or, or, or behind the scenes, does that improve efficiency? You know, it does allow us to free up funds for other, you know, contracts. Um, obviously the competition, AEW is going to get some, some benefit potentially out of some of the talent leaving. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see where things shake out for sure. So the fact that we heard for weeks prior to the merger, that something like this could happen, do you think that's because just people know that this could happen? Or do you think there were rumors behind the scenes with the workers, with the on-air talent that they knew something was coming? Yeah, you know, there has to have been something going on internally, right? I mean, it's such a close-knit group of people that, that are, you know, performing. Um, I don't know how some of that couldn't reach, you know, the talent. Um, the who, the why, the where remains to be seen. You know, sometimes it could be a personality conflict, right? But behind the scenes, um, a lot of times it does boil down to money, the potential, the earnings potential, you know, what's the longevity of some of the performers. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what starts to come out as, as the situation continues to evolve. I mean, social media posts are starting to fly around. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. But so um, they, they, you know, wrestlers are for the most part, independent contractors. They're not the same sometimes as like employees, like, as you said, in the accounting back office or whatever, is yeah. that, do you think that it's not as difficult from a business end to cut someone like an NXT performer and just say, we're, we're done with you like legally or from, you know, employee employer end? Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, when you're an independent contractor, it makes it that much easier to separate you from the organization, right? I mean, just don't renew the contract. You don't have all of the same employee protections that you would as a normal you know, W-2 employee versus, um, versus an independent contractor. So they, they can let them go, absolutely. So the other thing that's kind of come out in the last couple of weeks that's been interesting is more talk about Vince McMahon leaving. Um, there's talk that they've been positioning his stock, uh, portfolio to where he could leave the company and anything to that for someone that major in the company. If in fact that was happening, would there be tea leaves that we're seeing ahead of time that show, yeah, this guy, they may be positioning him for an exit because it's not just, he just up and leaves one day. I mean, when Vince McMahon leaves from a, from a business end and a stock end, that's a big move. Yeah, a hundred percent. And when I, when I read that they had released his restrictions on selling his stock, right? Normally in a merger like this, the key people have certain time periods that, that have to elapse before they can start to sell their equity in the new company. Um, 
waiving that for him is going to allow him to sell a lot sooner. It's questionable as to why they would do that. Um, other than maybe the parent organization wants him gone. Maybe he's a liability. I know the investigations that are, that are kicking around out there, there's certainly um, something going on and this seems to be related to some of his past troubles. Uh, at what point does this become a liability or has Vince himself requested, you know, this exemption because he may need access to funds to cash. Uh, yeah. So the liability issue, cause he's dealing with, you know, sec investigation and post, you know, maybe criminal things. I've talked to some lawyers who say the fact that he had a federal warrant um, and subpoena served on him doesn't mean that he's out of the woods legally. Um, so is that something that the company, you know, may have some issues with if McMahon does have legal issues with the federal government of keeping him on the board of directors in such a high profile position? Yeah, I mean, you know, they're not new issues. They were, a lot of these things are predating the merger, right? So I'm sure somewhere in their legal review, they said, hey, even in the disclosure of the SEC, uh, they said, hey, Vince could be a liability. It's one of the uncertainty that, that, that lies ahead. Um, so it may just be that it's time for him to be put to pasture, right? And, and it's unfortunate with a career history like that. Um, we just don't know, right? We don't know what the federal investigation centers around. You know, that's all kind of private. It, you know, it used to be that was a pretty serious allegation when you had investigators show up you know, in, in that kind of a, a scenario. But it seems like those type of investigations are, are becoming more and more frequent with no outcome or, or with an outcome that's just designed to drag somebody, you know, into the into the courtroom uh, for, for greater, greater scrutiny for whatever purposes. So it's kind of tough to say. It's early, early in the game. Um, uh, you know, I, I would hate to see somebody with that kind of a history, you know, be dragged out in, in in handcuffs, if you will, or something along those lines. I mean, it just doesn't feel like that's what's going on, but it could be related to suits or the SEC stuff or who knows. Um, you know, and we'll see, but it what? does seem that they're positioning his exit. Yeah. One other question on these talents who were let go. So there's a few options to go work if you want to still be a wrestler. New Japan, Ring of, you know, Ring of Honor, TNA, things sure. like that. But AEW is the primary place right now that has money behind it in Japan, I guess, to a point. But let's focus on AEW. Yeah. What would they look at? It? They're a privately held company owned by the cons. And if they wanted to look at all these people who are released and bring them in, you know, they're not going to do all, they're not going to bring all of them in. But they, what, what do you think from a business end they would look at in whether or not they hire any of these people? Well, I mean, I, I think it's, can you get eyes on the product, right? Whether it's, whether it's butts and seats or whether it's views on pay-per-view or, or, or any kind of, you know, media coverage of, of them being part of the organization, what's the return on investment? And, you know, I do think some of the talent that's been let go will attract viewers, um, so uh, I would be not surprised uh, if AEW picks up some of the talent going forward. Um, it just makes sense to me, especially since they're wanting to take market share away from, from WWE. Sure. Do you think they would have money for it? I mean, <clears throat> AEW's kind of always made me wonder. I mean, they're this big national company and people debate whether or not they're doing well but their owner still sitting on $12 billion. Does, does that make a difference in a privately held company versus like a WWE? Like if Tony Khan really wants to dig into his pocketbook, he can. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's different math with privately held companies, right? Sometimes 
owning the company itself is a matter of pride for the owner and they're willing to accept lower than market returns versus the WWE, right? Like, hey, I own my own wrestling league. Here we go. Um, I do think, though, for the talent, you know, what other alternative do you have? If you want a paycheck, you want to stay relevant, you have to do something. And I almost look at the, the comparison between UFC and Bellator or something like that, where you see some of the fighters who've had a long history in the UFC turn up there. Um, people tune in. And that is valuable to business. You can probably hire the talent for less or you don't have to pay as many top tier talents. So you can allocate your, your revenue accordingly to, to have a couple of headliners and then, you know, some of the second tier kind of talent. So um, I think there's probably money to, to support a few of those people and, and big names bring more big names and, and big brings in more business. So um, I wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility at all. Well, Ron Heyman is the financial expert with the University of North Florida. Ron, thanks for joining us today. Scott, I'm honored. I appreciate you reaching out and, and happy, happy to be here with you. And so I appreciate Ron joining us again. He's been a, a vital for us on the show, kind of unpacking all these major structural changes going on with WWE in the last few months. Um, it was interesting what he said about AEW, that it's, it's different on how a privately held company will make the decision if they want to bring these guys in or not. Um, so, like, there's quite a lot of speculation. Like, a lot of these guys could arguably be the end of their career. You know, they don't have, you don't, you don't make a lot of money when you're just starting out. You probably signed a contract that didn't pay a lot, and you're not a big name yet. So, do you stick with wrestling, or do you, do you go a different route? A lot of these people are still young. But for a guy like Dolph Ziggler or Shelton Benjamin, where this is all they've done for decades, um... And they're so well known, there will be other promoters who might have interest in them. And it doesn't mean that they can't pop, up, pop back up in WWE down the road. There's obviously a lot of structural changes going on. Um, so we have to have that discussion on what happens to some of these talent. You know, there's a lot of top-level guys here who are let go and now on the on the open market and, and particularly in AEW where, you know, there's been a lot of discussion with AEW following the CM Punk drama and CM Punk is gone. Um, and, and is Jericho closing toward that retirement or maybe stepping away? Moxley had a concussion, I think I saw recently, or discussion of a possible concussion, you know. Does Tony Khan need to start re-bringing in more talent? But they do have a lot of talent right now, you know, and the, that debate is there. So. We sat down with kind of the brain trust behind the scenes here at Going Ringside, a couple of our producers who we've had on before, Jason Mealy and Rory Thompson, big into your Ring of Honor and your New Japan and all that stuff. They know about the indies and all that stuff. I wanted to get their opinion on these guys and, and where some of them, and ladies, where some of them may land. Um, so here's our interview with our producers, Rory and Jason here at Going Ringside, to kind of discuss where things go from here for all these talent who just lost their jobs. Well, joining me now to talk about this, our producers here at Going Ringside, Rory Thompson, Jason Mealy. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. Big, big week uh, for WWE. Uh, what do you take away? Uh, Rory, let's start with you. Were you shocked at the amount of people cut? Um, I wasn't shocked, honestly. Um, everyone knew that with the um, mergers coming on, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. A lot of, like, background staff have lost their jobs already, like producers and, you know, writers. So I already knew that there was going to be a lot of talent going away. And this is, 
usually the time when talent gets cut from WWE. So I wasn't surprised by the talent. There are some big names in there, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, so let me go to you, Jason. Let's talk about this. Let's start with the big names, then we'll take it. One at a time, let's start with the big names. The one that shocked everyone, I think, the most was Dolph Ziggler. You know, yes and no. Uh, he's, he's had a great career in WWE, but he hasn't... Almost 20 years. Yeah, but he hasn't, you know, he hasn't... Don't want to say you almost forgot about him, but it's been a while since I've seen him. And I'm sure he will bounce back. His brother is in AEW, so if anyone's going to AEW, it's probably going to be Dolph Ziggler out of, out of this group. So, before we move on, because I want to talk about some of the others, um... It's not just AEW they could go to. What are some other options? You could see New uh, Japan, maybe? I, I see Impact being one. For the women, there's women of wrestling. I say a lot of the women are, may go to Impact because Trinity is there, um, formerly known as Naomi and um, WWE. But there is New Japan. There is Ring of Honor, which is with AEW. Yeah. So there's, there's a few avenues for them to go. Even, I mean, Ohio Valley Wrestling, you know, they have the Netflix show, so there's a little bit of eyes on them right now. And That's N true. And the NWA. Yeah. I could totally see Emma. Uh, well, well let's back up. I want to see Dashwood going back to Impact. We'll come back to this. That. I want to talk about the big names again. Shelton Benjamin, were you shocked by Shelton? I wasn't. He was being used very much as a handsome talent like if Kevin Owens and Sami um, Sami Zayn needed somebody to beat up on that week they get Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin I am shocked that Shelton Benjamin wasn't used more during his time because this is his second run with yeah. WWE so you know I looked at his resume earlier today and I was like he's he's one world championship away from Grand Slam and uh, you know I don't think he's ever gonna get that chance again I thought he was gonna have a retirement match with like Carmelo Hayes out of NXT maybe but, you know, I'm not surprised by it. I hope that he can, like, go on to something and do bigger and better things. The other, the big three names that we've seen so far, and more could come, Matt Riddle. Either you surprised by that? Um, no. No. Yeah, you're shaking your head. No, no real quick. I mean, yeah. I think Is it to... because of the draw? Because he had this thing it's with the, the airport. It's, just, it's, it's a the drama. drama. I think he's had too many incidences, and he's probably worn out his welcome. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I know about the and about the airport thing that he's dealing with outside of the company, his personal life, mm -hmm. complaint, making allegations he was sexually assaulted at some sort of airport. He's had kind of some other stuff too, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, I, I believe I don't want to like mis um, misrepresent him. Yeah, misrepresent I don't want him. To either. Yeah. But I, I know there were some like issues with like drugs in his past, and so I think that might have played an issue. There's but been concerns. Yeah. There's been yeah. some concerns. And, I mean, of course, we've all seen the, the blunder with him and Asuka where he kind of forgot his lines and just left. And I think there's been too many instances of that maybe backstage that we don't know about. Jason, you and said you weren't shame. too shocked. I mean, yeah. It's a shame because he was fantastic in yeah. NXT. And then it was when he got, you know, don't want to say the NXT curse, but you get up to the main roster. And, and he did well in the main roster. Uh, tagging with Randy Orton was some, <laughs> of the, some of the most entertaining So we were talking about other companies. The lesser names, we could debate that. But the, the big three... Matt Riddle, uh, Shelton, and Dolph Ziggler. Could you see either, where do you see those three ending up? Or do you see them still wrestling actively for a while? I see them, I mean, I, Shelton Benjamin could go anywhere he wants tomorrow mm -hmm. or whenever his no competes up. You know, Shelton yeah. Benjamin will have a job. Matt Riddle, I mean, he, he might, he could go the NWA route. Really? Uh, I've seen a lot of people saying Matt Riddle could go to AEW. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I think AEW has a little bit more grit to them. And I think that would be good for Matt Riddle's career. Uh -huh. um, 
but also there's been backstage issues behind the scenes, you know, with CM Punk, where I think that well, might not yeah, be the I'm best. Senior Jaguars shirt that <laughs> makes me think of Tony Khan. Yeah. Do you think he wants to bring someone like that into his locker room right now, seeing <clears throat> everything they've gone through with CM Punk and the Elite? Do you think they want that in the locker room? See, if it's a big name. See, right now, uh, the way I see it, AEW's already loaded with talent. Where, how are these guys going to get any, any TV time? What are they going to be That's brought in? That's a very valid point. They've already got so many people that you're not seeing on a week-to-week -week basis at AEW. One other thing I'm wondering about is oftentimes we hear about these guys cut and we think they're fired or let go. I mean, sometimes these guys want time off. They want to go be home with their families or deal with injuries or whatever. Could you see that any of these ever returning to WWE down the road? Um, I, yeah, yeah, I see, really? okay. I see Alexis Gray. Um, she's a very under, like she's not, she's never had a debut. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing about her. She's been in the performance center. I followed her for a little minute. She's one of those, um, batch of athletes from college who got tryouts into the WWE. You know, Bianca Belair is one of those, um, athletes. So they want somebody who's an athlete out of college to come in and just, you know, be that star. And I think that if she goes to some promotion, probably Impact, AEW, builds up her resume, I can see her coming back and helping that women's division. Um, and so I, I'm a little hesitant to talk about Vince McMahon because I'm worried by the time people see this, it'll be dated. But just quick opinions. There's been talk in the last week on Vince and whether or not they'll try and have him leave the company. What do you think about that? Do you think it'll happen? I, I don't see that. I mean... You don't? You think he's sticking I mean, with it? It's... There's too much money involved with it now. Yeah. And Vince, you know, the billionaire, you know, Vince is the, the billionaire, you know, Yeah. And it's... it's got the Rory, could you, could you see, um, could you see Vince stepping away? I, I think for the best interest of WWE, I think they should get rid of him. Um, you know, Vince McMahon, a legend in the game. Everyone knows that without Vince McMahon, wrestling would not be where it is. But I also think that a lot of wrestlers are hesitant to come back to WWE because of Vince McMahon and how he treated them. You know, there's been a lot of reports from a lot of wrestlers saying, I don't want to come back to WWE until Vince is gone. So I think that, you know, once Vince is gone, I think we're going to see different control. I think Triple H is going to be able to control the main roster a little bit more. Um, we've already seen what HBK can do in NXT. So well, I think, on, you know. Say Triple H. Last question. If Vince steps away, does Triple H stay? Or could you see him leaving because he's part of the family? I mean, I'd, I'd, the way I'd like to see Triple H stay, uh, the, the, time when, the time where Vince did step away, it was, it was great. It was great product. It was a good product with him in charge. He's, yeah. he's proven he can run it. And, you know, it, it's the family dynamic and the, and the family business, you know, sometimes... You know, the older generation doesn't want to step away and let the younger people take over. And then one, you know, hate to say it, it's going to have to take a death to be involved. Yep. But I mean, I don't see, I don't see Vince ever relinquishing control until he dies. Well, to our brain trust here at Going Ringside, Jason Mealy, Rory Thompson, gentlemen, thank you. We'll see you next time. So, just there's a lot there um, that we're going to continue to watch with respect to Vince, which is going to be major news if he does, in fact, leave. He's left before he came back to execute the sale to get his $9 billion or whatever the case may be. You know, he's pushing 80, and there's a lot of discussion on how long does Vince McMahon want to go. I've heard rumors that he wants to go, you know, until he's 100 or something like that. I don't know. 
Um, or does he decide, I'm 77, 78 years old, I'm going to step away. Maybe he just, you know, we only know, we don't know privately what Vince and his family are discussing. He may have just come back to execute this sale with a plan that maybe he would leave in 2024. We'll have to see. And then with these talent, where do they pop up? But I do want to, once again, put a plug in for our at going ringside um, TikTok and Instagram channels. As I say, putting exclusive content there every day. As we learned about some of these cuts um, and the news on Vince, we're putting stuff out within minutes for you. Here's just a few clips from at going ringside on TikTok in just the last couple of weeks. Hey, I'm Scott Johnson, host of the Going Ringside podcast. Breaking news, Vince McMahon, according to the LA Times, may be forced to resign and leave the WWE. So this is all tied up in the Securities and Exchange Commission uh, subpoena and search warrant at the federal level that was served on McMahon in July. It's really unclear. There hasn't been a lot of details of what this is related to. I talked to some legal experts who suspect it had something to do with the merger with UFC and getting all the details out there because he came back, um, had been gone from the company. And there are some reports, and the LA Times is one of them, who says McMahon may have to resign as a result of he can't be an officer in the company if he has any sort of criminal wrongdoing at a certain level. Um, so right now, there are reports out that Vince may have to leave the company. We will be watching closely. Hey, I'm Scott Johnson, host of the Going Ringside podcast. Breaking news, Dolph Ziggler has been released by WWE after nearly two decades. Now, since the uh, Endeavor merger here in the last couple of weeks, we've seen some layoffs and people um, no longer with the company. But Dolph Ziggler, I would say, so far is the highest profile wrestler to be let go. We don't know the details if this was something that was mutual and he wanted to move on and they wanted to let him move on. You know, that does happen behind the scenes and we won't really know until Dolph does speak. But you have to wonder, where does he go from here there's been a lot of talk that AEW has lost some high-profile talents. Well, Dolph Ziggler is a big free agent on the market right now. Hey, I'm Scott Johnson, host of the Going Ringside podcast. Breaking news, Matt Riddle has been released by WWE. Now, one thing that comes to mind is, did they do this with their normal cuts because of the Endeavor merger, like all the other talent we've seen in the last two days? Or did this have something to do with Matt Riddle's kind of off-camera issues that he had in LaGuardia Air or JFK Airport in New York with the uh, police officer and he claimed sexual assault that caused this whole sort of drama that WWE TKO may not want on the books. So Matt Riddle is gone from the company. What do you think should happen to him? Should he go to AEW? We'll watch and see. So there's a lot there. We're going to continue to watch this as news develops. We'll either do full shows like we are on this right now, or we'll put updates at TikTok and in Instagram as they happen. That's a guarantee they'll be there. We may do some more shows on this subject because there's so much going on with this major merger, but we've got a lot coming up in the fall. So stay tuned to the next episode of Going Ringside. Thanks for joining us for episode 31. This has been Going Ringside with The Local Station, brought to you every Wednesday on your favorite podcast player, on News 4 Jax Plus, as well as the News 4 Jax YouTube channel.